April 22nd, 1937. John Joseph Nicholson was born in Neptune City, New Jersey. You know him as Jack Nicholson. Happy birthday, Jack. Jack hasn't worked in films in... Oh my goodness. I mean... You know how we use that word icon? I said with, you know, you can't use it with Prince because he's beyond that. You could say the same with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is a force. He's a force. His career spanned over 60 years. He worked from 1954 to 2010. His 12 Oscar nominations make him the most nominated male actor in the Academy history. And he has won the Academy Award for Best Actor twice and Best Supporting Actress once. So he's got three. And he once said to Robin Williams, the late, the great Robin Williams, the, the year that Robin won for Goodwill Hunting, he says, You know, Robbo, I got one for every decade, one for the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. Yeah. Mm. Jack. We could talk about his life. His life is a very turbulent life, especially the early beginnings. But no, this is a film podcast. This is not... Well, this is, yeah, we're not going to dish the dirt here. I want to celebrate this man. Today he turns 84. By the way, welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're just going on about Jack, and I forgot to say hi, my formal hi. Uh, hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> yeah. From The Shining... Terms of endearment to this, 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 for me, I'm going to tell you this, this cements the legend of Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson has moments that many actors wish they had, and this is one of them. I'd like a uh, plain omelet, uh, no potatoes, tomatoes instead, a cup of coffee, and toast. No substitution. What do you mean? You don't have any tomatoes? Only what's on the menu. You can have a number two, a plain omelet. It comes with cottage fries and rolls. Now, I know what it comes with, but it's not what I want. Well, I'll come back when you make up your mind. Wait a minute. I have made up my mind. I'd like a plain omelet, no potatoes on the plate, a cup of coffee, and a side order of wheat toast. I'm sorry, we don't have any side orders of toast. I'll give you an English muffin or a coffee roll. What do you mean you don't make side orders of toast? You make sandwiches, don't you? Would you like to talk to the manager? Hey, Mac. Shut up. You've got bread and a toaster of some kind. I don't make the rules. Okay, I'll make it as easy for you as I can. I'd like an omelet, plain, and a chicken salad sandwich on wheat toast. No mayonnaise, no butter, no lettuce, and a cup of coffee. Number two, chicken salad sand. 
bowl of butter, the lettuce, the mayonnaise, and a cup of coffee. Anything else? Yeah, now all you have to do is hold the chicken, bring me the toast, give me a check for the chicken salad sandwich, and you haven't broken any rules. You want me to hold the chicken, huh? I want you to hold it between your knees. <laughs> you see that sign, sir? Yes, you all have to leave. I'm not taking any more of your smartness and sarcasm. You see this sign? <laughs> Five easy pieces. All he wanted was a chicken salad sandwich from 1970. Also starring Karen Black. Jack. Jack. You know, for years, he was a bit player. What happened is it started off with... Hopper and Fonda, an easy rider in 1969. Thanks a million. Say a little missus for me, will you? Yes, sir. All right. Here's the first of the day, fellas. To old D.H. Lawrence. <laughs> You know, this used to be a hell of a good country. I can't understand what's going on with it. Man, everybody got chicken. That's what happened. Hey, we can't even get into like a second-rate hotel. I mean, a second-rate motel. You dig? Do you think we're gonna cut their throat or something, man? Like, they're scared, man. Well, they're not scared of you. They scared of what you represent to them. Amen. Oh, we represent to them, man. As somebody who needs a haircut. Oh. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it's all about, all right. But talking about it and being it, that's two different things. I mean, it's real hard to be free when you are bought and sold in the marketplace. Of course, don't ever tell anybody that they're not free, because then they're going to get real busy killing and maiming to prove to you that they are. Oh, yeah, they're going to talk to you and talk to you and talk to you about individual freedom. But they see a free individual, it's going to scare them. No, well, don't make them running scared. No, it makes them dangerous. Yeah. That's Nicholson and Fonda and the late, oh, sadly, the late Peter Fonda and the late Dennis Hopper. Easy Rider, which is such a great movie. You know, Bruce Dern. Was it Bruce Dern? It was someone who was originally going to do that role. And it was Jack. Jack Jack was last minute. True. And that was Jack's, one of Jack's. Twelve first—that was the first of his twelve Oscar nominations. 
Oh my gosh. I love when people talk about Jack. In 1994, Jack received the AFI Lifetime Achievement Award. And the one person who gave him such a beautiful send-off was, of course, Cher. Because she called him by his real name. Now, his co-star in Witches of Eastwick, Cher. Well, little Johnny, I've known you for all of what I laughingly call my adult years. And uh, when I had the chance to be in Witches, uh, I wanted to do it, but for all the time I'd known you before, I was always so terrified of you and, and really frightened and intimidated. But I thought, I'm going to take this movie because I'm going to learn so much from him. And, and when they asked me to be here tonight, I thought, oh, God, I have to talk, and you know how I feel about that. I'm so terrified. And, and the moment I thought about how terrified I was, I remembered a day on the set, Michelle and Sue weren't there, and Johnny and I had this scene to shoot, and I was in my, my trailer, and all of a sudden I was just so terrified, and I ran to his trailer. I knocked on the door, and I said, Johnny, I have to talk to you. And you said, sweetheart, I'm going to the bathroom. And I went, no, Johnny, I have to talk to you now. And you went, okay, chair, I'm right, I'm right there, I'm right there for you. And I walked in and I said, Johnny, I don't know what's the matter, but something's really the matter and I don't think I can do this scene and I just, I'm freaking out. And he went, sweetheart, we call that um, floating anxiety. And he said, if we have to sit here all day, if we don't shoot all day, I'll take care of you and you'll be fine. And the moment he said that, I felt like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be great. Johnny's going to take care of everything. And we walked out on the set and it was really great. And the one thing, everyone here knows what a brilliant actor he is. He's also one of the most dear, sweetest men I've ever known. And I love you. That is Cher. I, I played that because, first of all, she's, she's referring to him as... His real name, Johnny. They shared the screen together in, of course, The Witches of Eastwick. In 1987. Well, you know, I have to admit that I appreciate your directness, Daryl. And I will try and be as direct and honest with you as I possibly can be. Uh, I think... No, I, I am positive that you are the most unattractive man I have ever met in my entire life. You know, in the short time we've been together, you have demonstrated every loathsome characteristic of the male personality and even discovered a few new ones. You are physically repulsive, intellectually retarded, you're morally reprehensible, vulgar, insensitive, selfish, stupid. You have no taste, a lousy sense of humor, and you smell. You're not even interesting enough to make me sick. Um... Would you like to be on the top or the bottom? Goodbye, Daryl, and thank you for a lovely lunch. Well, if that's the way you feel about it, that's the way you feel about it. Is that the way you feel about it? <laughs> I had to play that because it's the complete opposite. But then, you know, if you if you watch The Witches of Eastwick, you... We're not going in chronological order. We could. We could. I, I first, uh, 
well, I'm gonna do another show, so we're we're getting to it. You know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's the moment that Jack won the Oscar. It is a film. It's not an easy film to watch. There's a lot going on. And there there are moments. I mean, when he won that Oscar, he says, well, this proves that there are as many mental defectives in the, or as many nuts in the academy. And now he talked about 10 years ago, his agent said he had no business being an actor. Isn't that funny? Uh, there's a clip of Jack. Oh, maybe we should play this. He won a BAFTA in 1975 for the last detail in Chinatown. Here he is on the set of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I hope that damn satellite is up to the job. <laughs> And very rarely when you see an actor accept an award on the set of a film that they would win the Oscar for. He had not yet, yet won the Oscar, but he won a British Oscar for the movie. Uh, yeah. What a what a. I'm, I'm looking for a moment in Cuckoo's Nest. Jack has so many moments in film. All right, all I need is one vote. Right? All right. Okay. Want to watch the World Series? Come on in, pal. This could be a big moment for you. Now, you want to watch a baseball game? You want to watch baseball? Just raise that hand up. Just raise the hand up. What do you say? Sorry. Bancini, old horse. What do you say? You want to watch the ball game on TV? Huh? Want to watch the ball game? Baseball? World Series? <laughs> Don't you just love it when the connection goes? As we go through these... Ah, uh, here we go. We're back. Just raise your hand up, Bancini. Watch the ball game, huh? Okay, all right. What about you, pal? All we need is one vote. Just one vote. Just your one vote. That's all we need. Just raise your hand up and your buddies can watch the baseball game. I'm... General, you remember, don't you? October, the banner, the stars. Oh, say, can you? The World Series. Raise your hand up, Jen. By the dawn's early. Just raise your hand up. Bye-bye. What about you, pal? Watch the ball game? Wanna watch the ball game, huh? Just one vote, just raise your hand. Gentlemen, the meeting is adjourned. For Christ's sake, isn't there one of you fucking maniacs that knows what I'm talking about? Mr. McMurphy. Huh? The meeting is adjourned. All right, just wait a minute, will you? Just one minute? You can bring the subject up again tomorrow. All right, Chief. You're our last chance, what do you say, huh? Just raise your hand up. That's all we need from you today, Chief. Just raise your hand up one time. Show her 
that you can do it. Just show her that you can still do it. Just raise your hand up. All the guys have got them up. Just raise your hand up, Chief, will you? Huh? Come on, there's got to be one guy in here that's not a total fucking mess. Mac? Chief! The Chief! Ah! Chief! There's Ratchet! There's Ratchet, look! Look! The Chief put his hand up! The chief put his hand up. Look, he voted. No, would you please turn the Would you please turn the television set on? Into the tub. The chief please. has got his on, hand please. up right there. The chief voted. Now, will you please turn the television set on? Mr. McMurphy, the meeting was adjourned and the vote was closed. But the vote was ten to eight. The chief, he's got his hand up. Look. No, Mr. McMurphy, the meeting was adjourned. The vote was nine to nine. Oh, come on. You're not going to say that now. You're not going to say that now. You're going to pull that hen house shit now. When the vote, the chief just voted it was 10 to 9. Now, I want that television set turned on right now. Louise Fletcher as Nurse Ratchet. I mean, first of all, the hairdo horns. I got to talk about Milos Forman. Milos Forman, the late Milos Forman, who was so brilliant, who directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the book based on that wonderful novel by Ken Kesey, the late Ken Kesey. Everyone is gone, you know. uh, Produced by Michael Douglas, you know, originally... Kurt Douglas was going to play McMurphy. He had done it on Broadway and I think he had purchased the rights and Michael Douglas was going to produce it. Well, Jack got cast and Michael Douglas still produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest won best... Well, first of all, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest did something that hadn't been done since 1934. There are three films in the history that have won the big five. Best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, best screenplay. It happened the first time with it. It happened one night in 1934. Clark Gable, Claudette, uh, Claudette Colbert, Frank Capra, and then the screenplay. And then it happened in 1975. I think they sent a telegram to Frank Capper saying, we're catching up to you. And then in 1991, this happened again with one uh, with Silence of the Lambs when Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, the late Jonathan Demme, winning Best Director and Best Picture for what uh the silence of the lambs and of course best screenplay back to jack jack won one of his three oscars what a what a crazy career i loved i love chinatown and i talked about chinatown back in november for noir november because it is a neo noir you got Faye Dunaway. You've got Jack. Yeah. This is my favorite moment in um, all of the film. Well, one of one of my many favorites. This 
this is the cherry on the crazy cake. And if we can go to it, then remember, this is when Faye could act. My sister, my daughter. I said I want the truth. I found these in your backyard in the pond. They belonged to your husband, didn't they? Didn't they? I don't know. Yes, probably. Yes, positively. It's where he was drowned. What? There's no time to be shocked by the truth. The coroner's report proves that he had salt water in his lungs when he was killed. Just take my word for it, all right? Now, I want to know how it happened, and I want to know why, and I want to know before Escobar gets here, because I don't want to lose my license. I don't know what you are talking about. I, this is the craziest, the most insane thing. Stop it! I'm going to make it easy for you. You were jealous. You had a fight. He fell. He hit his head. It was an accident. But his girl is a witness. So you had to shut her up. You don't have the guts to harm her, but you got the money to keep her mouth shut. Yes or no? No! Who is she? And don't give me that crap about your sister because you don't have a sister. I'll tell you... I'll tell you the truth. Good. What's her name? Catherine. Catherine who? She's my daughter. I said I want the truth. She's my sister. She's my daughter. My sister, my daughter. I said I want the truth. She's my sister and my daughter. Keep her upstairs, go back. My father and I... Understand? Or is it too tough for you? From 1974, Jack and Faye Dunaway. He he always had interesting leading ladies now, didn't he? And like I said, this is not in chronological order. And then, in 1979, he began filming. I think it was almost two years. <sighs> the Shining... Directed by Mr. Stanley Kubrick. And King Stephen King hated the film. Now we all remember Jack and what Jack did. I'm gonna play this. This is an iconic moment. Don't mind the music, Wendy Carlos. Mouth come out wherever you are. 
little pigs, little pigs, let me come in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. There it is. Like I've said before, that's the line. Boom. And then in 1983, you know where I'm going with this. Jack. I don't know if was this his first time on the El Camino or the Camino that Miss Shirley MacLaine once walked on. Jack Nicholson. Starred alongside Shirley MacLaine, won his Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Terms of Endearment. You parked in my driveway, you're breaking the law! Thank you! Would you like to come in? I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. Everything would have been just fine, you know, if you hadn't gotten drunk. I I, I just didn't want you to think I was like one of your other girls. Not much danger in that unless you curtsy on my face real soon. (laughs) Garrett, what is it that makes you so insistent on shocking and insulting me? I mean, I really hate that way of talking. You must know that. Why do you do it? I'll tell you, Rory. What it is about you, but you do bring out the devil in me. So Jack, I mean, right there with Shirley MacLaine, he always really great leading women. So let's jump over to a film that he did with Diane Keaton. You know, they had worked together before. In Reds, where he played Eugene O'Neill, and she was Louise um, Louise Reed, <sighs> and then they started together again. And something's got to give. Yeah, like I said before, with Jack. This is such a celebratory thing because Jack is still with us. Can't go to a Lakers game. It's COVID. I'm sure that pisses him off. He's he's 84 today. 
And I thought, let's 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 just let's pay tribute to this man. So amazing, so funny. Oh God, I'm so stupid. What? Erica. Harry, I gotta go. Slow down. You wanna kill me? Taxi. Erica. She's just a friend. Oh yeah. She looks like a real buddy kind of girl. Come on. Just a dinner. Harry, look. Here's the problem. I really like you. I really like you. Yeah, but I love you like you. I do. I love you. I think that we should consider maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Do you? Yeah. You know, I'm like the dumb girl who doesn't get it. I've never been the dumb girl before. It ain't so great. Let's just calm down. I had these plans before I even met you. I, I mean, I do like seeing you. I do. Yeah. That was in 2003. Now we're going to go back to 1981, 40 years ago, when Jack was in Reds, directed by Warren Beatty. Also starring Diane Keaton. It's a poem telling you that I love you and that I won't be possessive and I won't be jealous. You can sleep with whoever you want, live with whoever you want. I'll do anything that you say. I'd like to kill you, but I can't. So you can do whatever you want to. Not see me. <laughs> Smoke during the monologue. Gee, uh, Jack and I, we haven't told anyone yet because uh, we were too embarrassed. But we're married. Jack and I got married. Uh, that is embarrassing. Yes, isn't it? We felt very silly, but but we wanted to do it, and it's going to be good. We're going to work together, and we're, we're going to spend all our time together, and that's, that's why we took the lease on this place, so we wouldn't have to go back to the city. Does this mean that we have to cheat, or is this a free and independent marriage? Chief. You're a lying Irish whore from Portland, and you used me to get Jack Reed to marry you. No, I didn't. I, I just want us to be friends, Gene. Oh, how genteel. That would be a good role for you, wouldn't it? There's Louise with Jack and Gene. He's crazy about her, but Jack doesn't know. Poor Jack. Poor Gene. What a heartbreaker she is. What a heartbreaker you are, Louise. I'm sorry. I'm... Where is he? Washington. Well, Mrs. Reed, I'll do whatever you say. What do you want me to do? Wish us well. So what a what a I did that for a reason. Something's Gotta Give, 2003. And we went back to 1981, Reds, 
where Jack Nicholson is playing Eugene, obviously Eugene O'Neill, maybe, and Diane Keaton is playing Louise Bryant. So the decades in between, she loved Jack, and she talked about that, how he was Irish, her father was Irish. And then if we jump over to 1997, when Jack won his Academy, his third Academy Award for Best Actor for As Good As It Gets, opposite Helen Hunt and Greg Kinnear. Now, I got a real great compliment for you, and it's true. I'm so afraid you're about to say something awful. Don't be pessimistic. It's not your style. Okay. Here I go. It's clearly a mistake. I've got this, what, ailment. (laughs) My doctor, a shrink that I used to go to all the time, he says that in 50 or 60% of the cases, a pill really helps. I hate pills. Very dangerous thing, pills. Hate. I'm using the word hate here about pills. Hate. My compliment is that night when you came over and told me that you would never... Yeah. Um, all right, well, you were there. You know, you know what you said. Well, my compliment to you is the next morning I started taking the pills. I don't quite get how that's a compliment for me. You make me want to be a better man. That's maybe the best compliment of my life. Jack won the Academy Award. He was up against his old friend Dustin Hoffman for Wag the Dog, yes. And his good friend from Easy Rider, the late Peter Fonda for Yulee's Gold. And then, if we jump over to 1992, Jack ha- Jack-, Jack always had those moments on screen. There isn't a film of his... Here we go. You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. 
I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. See how Tom Cruise, that's him and, and Jack... But how Jack just eviscerates him. And that's the beauty of Jack Nicholson's acting. It's all about the voice. It's all about... Woo! Yeah. And then in 1989... Before Joaquin Phoenix... Before the late Heath Ledger... Jack Nicholson played well you know it had happened in the TV series but then it happened with the Joker in Batman nice place you've got here lots of space Dinner. I was a man doing well with a beautiful woman. And without so much as an apology, you ran off with that sideshow phony. You know, Vic, I've recently had a tragedy in my life. Alicia threw herself out of the window. But you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. <laughs> well, Miss Vale, another rooster in the hen house. <laughs> Take thy beak.
any evidence. That line is such a famous line that Jack said in Batman playing the Joker. Jack was paid a lot of money. He he was not nominated for an Oscar. He was nominated, I think, for a Golden Globe. He didn't win an Oscar like Heath Ledger or Joaquin Phoenix. It was a different time. And then... If we jump to 2006, Jack wasn't even nominated for this. But here we go. Found dead in the Fenway marshes yesterday afternoon is that of Timothy Delahunt, an undercover policeman for the city of Boston. This was the scene yesterday when Delahunt's body was found in the marshes near the Fenway. As for who did this or why, that's something police are working on right now. If you have I don't any believe information it. about this murder, what can't you believe? I spent all fucking night dragging the poor bastard in there. Tell me how they find him so fast. Somebody walking a fucking dog in three feet a month. What kind of fucking size a dog is that? Has to be a big fucking dog, man. I spent all fucking night doing it, man. I'm embarrassed. I still don't believe he was a cop. I don't believe it. The cops are saying he's a cop. So I won't look for the cop. Are you soft fits? When I tell you, to dump a body in the marsh. You dump him in the marsh. Not where some guy from John Hancock goes every Thursday to get a fucking blowjob. Don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. <laughs> that was Jack working with Martin Scorsese. In 2006, Jack wasn't even nominated, but Martin Scorsese won the Oscar. Jack was playing Costello. I believe Frank Costello. Loosely based off of Whitey Bulger. So, and he was an informant. Hello. Yeah. Strangely enough, I know a little bit about Mr. Whitey Bulger because my grandfather was a guard at Alcatraz until its closing in 1963. And I remember when Whitey was caught and I thought, why does that name sound so familiar? And I asked my uncle, I said, did grandpa know him? And he says, yes, he was there at the same time. Whitey Bulger was at Alcatraz. It was a... Gang, uh, you know, a gangster in Massachusetts of that time in Boston. Jack really, I mean, you know, at first he didn't really go for the the Boston accent, but he went there. He went there. And then if we go in 2002, Jack 
worked with Alexander Payne in a film that gave him his probably his final Oscar nomination about Schmidt yeah He plays a man who has just lost his wife. He's lost. There's a lot going on. I will mention that in 1999, Jack received the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Here we go. I'm looking I'm looking for there are some funny moments in about Schmidt. And I'm looking for them. Anybody hungry? Here he is with the Bates Motel. This Kathy Bates. What a what a dynamic duo in about Schmidt. Anything for me in the bedpan? Yes. That's a harken to misery. Bedpan. told us all about your little panic attack last night and i don't blame you it's a perfectly natural reaction in the beginning i had my own reservations as the veteran of two failed marriages i have learned a lot about what works and does not work between two people and i can tell you these kids are in very good shape they have a very healthy relationship spiritually emotionally and physically (laughs) and well, you already know how famously they get along as friends, but did you know that their sex life is positively white hot? I mean, the main reason both my marriages failed was sexual. I mean, I am an extremely sexual person. I can't help it. It's just how I'm wired. I mean, you know, even when I was a little girl, I had my first orgasm when I was six. And <laughs> Anyway, the point is that I have always been very easily aroused and very orgasmic. Jeannie and I have a lot in common that way. Clifford and Larry, they were nice guys, but they just could not keep up with me. Anyway, I don't want to betray Jeannie's confidence, but let me just assure you that whatever problems those two kids may run into along the way, they will always be able to count on what happens between the sheets to keep them together. More soup? <laughs> no. I think I'm fine now. <laughs> oh my God, Kathy Bates. I had to play that. I had to. <laughs> the film is one big midlife crisis. Uh, but I think you'd be proud of me. Here we go. Here's some more. This house is under no management, but you'd never know the difference. Oh, sure. Sometimes I can be a tad forgetful and 
someone in your situation. Helen wouldn't want me sitting around wallowing in self-pity. No siree, Bob. Why, she'd tell me to shape up or ship out. So I try to get out as much as I can. You know, try to stay active, stick to my routine. That's very important in the face of big changes in life. Yeah, bought a Winnebago. Ain't about Schmidt. Released in 2002. Jack Nicholson. I would be remiss if I don't mention the one time that he worked. Well, actually, no, twice. He worked with the great John Houston first in Chinatown. John Houston was acting. And then in 1985, under the direction of John Houston, he acted alongside his girlfriend, his then girlfriend, Angelica Houston, in Pritzi's Honor. And here we go. This is. I mean, they had a love affair. This this moment, Jackie Houston won an Oscar. Jack was nominated. You, you gotta talk. You wanna talk out here? You wanna come in, sit down, talk. Sure. Oh, this is some beautiful setup you got here, mate. Yeah. Colors are right. That's what counts. Now everybody sees shapes differently, but colors are forever. Yeah. Why'd you call, Charlie? We wasted a lot of time, mate. Four years. You called out a lot of time. How come you didn't wait till I was 50? You could have been a fat wop broad by the time you were 50. You want to do it, Charlie? Is that what you want? Whoa. Take it easy. What the hell, mate? <laughs> Nobody took it slower than me, Charlie. Four years. Answer the question. You want to do it? Well, uh, yeah. So, let's do it. Yeah, right here on the Oriental with all the lights on. Mama Mia. What a long and illustrious career Jack Nicholson had. Thankfully for us, he didn't continue in uh, the National Guard. Mm. So many films. Oh, this is this is what the late Mike Nichols said of Jack Nicholson. There is James Cagney, Spencer Tracy, Humphrey Bogart, and Henry Fonda. After that, who is there but Jack Nicholson? He also was in Carnal Knowledge with Anne Margaret. Art Garfunkel and Candace Bergen. Candace Bergen, 
they they did a tribute to Jack when he got a Kennedy Center honor, and she said, "Yes, Jack did one thing that many others can't. He took a big old beer gut and turned it into a fashion statement. He was also in Hal Ashby's The Last Detail." I mean, when it comes to Jack, you know, never did TV interviews. And said once to Larry King, you know, Larry, if I do your show, then I have to do everyone's show because he's a movie actor. Nicholson had a, has observed that while both De Niro and Brando were noted for their skill as method actors, he himself has seldom been described as a method actor, a fact which he sees as an accomplishment. I'm still full in them, he told Sean Penn during a phone conversation. I don't consider it an accomplishment because there's probably no one who understands method acting better academically than I do or actually uses it more in his work. But it's funny. Nobody really sees that. It's perception versus reality, I guess. Yes, The Shining is one of his most significant. Nicholson said that, you know, Kubrick was the man. In 2007, Nicholson Nicholson starred with Morgan Freeman and Rob Reiner's The Bucket List. Nicholson and Freeman portrayed dying men who fulfill their goals, list of goals. In researching the role, Nicholson visited an L.A. hospital to see how cancer patients coped with their illness. And so Jack hasn't been in a movie for over 12 or 10 years. And that's a shame. And so today we honor Jack Nicholson on his 84th birthday. What an icon. Shouldn't say that. What a what a Jack. Jack of all trades. There's nobody like him. I tried to do a very kind of silly interpretation of Jack. Nobody can do Jack. Only Jack can do Jack. When people say, I can do a Jack Nicholson impression. Nobody can do it. But Jack. Is he a method actor? That remains. Yeah. Does he? Does he? on it? No. So happy birthday, Jack. Wherever you are, I hope that you're enjoying life. We've enjoyed you for 60 years. 84 on Earth, but 60 in front of the camera. Unpleasant dreams and oh, you make me want to be a better man. I'm talking about pills here.